0: Mm. comes Pastor Chris Coker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't scare him away. Now, I do have all my buttons on up here, so if you can't hear me, I don't know if it's my fault or what, but I did turn it on. Should I just keep talking? Do I need to be quiet longer? Vincent is, there it is. Vincent's in the house. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to magnify guys. We should honor those. That, and, but I'm just the, the word is powerful. Amen. You know, when you apply the word, it works. Yes, it does. You know what I'm saying? When you apply the word, it works. And that's that's there's some people in here that that uh, I didn't even know. Like Vincent, I mean, Vincent knows me better than I know him. And he started coming here uh, right as I right as I left. If you don't know this, I used to pastor the church here, and um, and then they kicked me out, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and and just to know where Vincent came from and where he is and yes. and then yet yeah, where he's going going to be. Yes, Amen. You know, there's a scripture in in, in the Second Corinthians talks about that uh, God has delivered us, yes. He is delivering us, and He still will deliver us. Yes. It's an on, salvation is an ongoing process and uh, all we need to do is stay faithful to his word and apply it. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to talk about some things. Uh, How many people here last, last time I was here, if you don't remember, what, what did we talk about last time? Shaking it off. You got to shake it off. Well, we're we're not going to get that excited today. We're going to get down to some heart issues this morning and, uh, uh one of the problems we have in churchdom is our vocabulary and 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 saying words that you know we have words are concepts and you take a word and you take the con you take the concept and don't give a context to it you can really get messed up you know up north i'm i'm getting to be known as a smoker nice you know but i use oak hickory you know cherry and I use brisket and ribs and pork butt but see if I was just to say that I'm being known as a smoker you know without context you would think I had Marlboro camel you know you know those kinds of things so so context is really important when you discuss words you know, I, we could get the church excited today talking about harvest. You know, that, that's one of the words in the church that that we we talk about all the time. How great harvest is, and we could be getting all excited about harvest. Yeah, the Bible says the har, why the fields are white with harvest. Yeah, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and we get all excited about that. Well, I'm up in farm country now, Parker's Prairie, Minnesota, and at harvest, I see the farmers working, and I work with them, and we work year round uh in the fields they work year around i make it sound like i'm busy but you know what i'm saying i help them with the tractors and stuff but but they're always working but you know harvest is real like you think oh yeah prosperity no, no, no. to a farmer that's when the work just begins yeah. that's when you take all the stuff you've been preparing for and now you gotta stay up late get up early and not go home until it you know corn doesn't pick itself Okay, so so when we talk about words, we need to understand the context in which they're manifesting in. And that's one of the things we don't do in the body of Christ is we try to understand the words in the Scripture according to the concepts that we have uh, in in America. And so we're going to be talking about one of those, uh, some of those concepts and uh, context. We're going to put concepts into context. Uh, John chapter 4, and let me just read this verse to you. John chapter four, and I think we're going to be starting at John, uh, 35, excuse me. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. Now we, before the windstorm came, there used to be a sign out here on the corner, uh, had the guy 's hand standing up and out in the fields, and saw the wheat blowing and stuff like this and and that 's our concept of harvest, but in context which we 're going to read we 're going to read it 's a long passage it's we 're not going to read all this, the verses we 're going to talk about them, but it 's talking about the woman at the well. Does everybody know the story of the woman at the well? Yeah. okay, so you know the woman at the well, but i, I don 't know how much of the context we know you know you know the story that the woman at the well she came to drink, but did you know that she came there? in the middle of the day when the other women weren't there because she wasn't welcome do you realize that the women in jewish culture the women went to the well twice a day they went in the morning and they went in the evening and she was in the sixth hour in the middle of the day because the other women did not receive her you ever know why because she had the five husbands or had had five husbands and one she had wasn't hers she wasn't welcome there were some problems going on here. She was empty. Now, we're not going to get into the story necessarily of the woman at the well and her problems. But in this story, I want to, this is going to be kind of a little difficult for me to explain. You have four subject matters. You have Jesus, the woman at the well, the disciples, and the men in the city yeah, right. in this story. And you have two levels of understanding. You have the natural, the carnal uh, the outside surface and then you have the interior spirit the heart issues the deep stuff of God all at the same time And that's why you can't just read the stories well, of I've read that story Let's go to the next one. You need to ask the Holy Spirit And so when the children of Israel when they when they hear their stories about things and the way they understand their own language is they try to find themselves in the persons of the story and to see how it applies to them and they just don't pick one they say well well, how do I fit this how do I how how am I in this am I this in this and so this morning we're going to try to get all of us to see ourselves in all the places and all four of these subject matters or people matters and in both in the this level and in this level because the Holy Ghost is what? The great teacher. And we're, we might see some things that we've missed over the years because we didn't understand the context within the concept of what the story's all talking about. Amen? Okay, so let's get into it real quickly. And some of those other words I was going to say, you know, you ever stop and um, words have changed. You know, there was a time when if, if, if you were gay, you was just a happy person and see that words change the context concept you know, you know it's changed you, the how how's that applied you know we had a we had a speaker when I was pastoring in St. Cloud Minnesota uh we had a speaker come in from Australia oh this is one I like the best he stood up and of course you know people from Australia can get away with anything you know if you got an if you have an accent you know, you can get away with a lot of stuff that if you don't have an accent, you can't get away. He started getting up and he starts preaching and he's good, you know, he, he's preaching. And he, he's talking about all the people he knows. It's all the people in their fags and all the, this and fags this and fag that. And, and, and it's like, and, and we're just cracking up. We're like, you know, what, what, you don't talk like that. Well, in Australia, fags a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> What are we communicating to the community? (laughs) You know, what do we as a church, when we bring people into, you know, we have these Christian sayings. Shout until the walls come down. And everybody that knows the walls of Jericho go, yeah, right? Let's try that again. Shout until the walls come down. Yeah. But people that know the story of the walls of Jericho says, "I, I don't want the walls to come down. What's it mean to have the walls come down? Well, we understand it's about breaking chains. It's about getting rid of the bondages in life. It's about, you know, it's about overcoming the enemy. It's like getting, getting out of the way what's been in our way. Yeah, right. We understand it, but if we don't see, see context. Context is what brings the compassion. Without context, you don't have compassion. Yeah. Someone's going through a problem. Oh, if I was him, I'd do that. They shouldn't have done that. You don't know the context. Well, right. yeah, they got sick. Well, they, they was eating wrong. You don't know the context. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no heart. You know, there's the ministry's in the context. Let, let's just get into the word. So in John chapter four, we have a story of the woman of well and I love what it says this, and we're going to talk about being a disciple, we're going to talk about being a a, a woman in need, uh, and, and we ha- we have the story here in, in John chapter four where it says this, that uh, let's start in uh, verse three, uh, he left Judah and departed again to Galilee. What you need to understand about this real simply is that, let, just, let's look up here real quick, Judah, let's say, is down here. Galilee is up here, right? Samaria is right here. Do you got the picture? Now, this story, you need to understand the context of what it meant to be a Samaritan. Now, in America, I say the word Samaritan, and everybody's context of a Samaritan is the good. See, See in the back, see in the back. Good Samaritan. But in their world, in their time, uh, to a Jew, a Samaritan was not good. A Samaritan was a problem. A Samaritan was nasty. G- you me tell you how bad a Samaritan was to a Jew? Jesus, your loving Savior, called him a dog. They hated the Samaritans. They were nasty people. There was a great gulf in between being a Jew and a Samaritan, and you could sit here and read the history about that and what the Samar- Samaritans wasn't good to to a Jew, a Samaritan. So wait a minute, they were here, they had to go here, and Samaria was in the middle. Now Jews would normally go around Samaria. To, if they're in Judea, to get to Galilee, they, there was ways to go around Samaria. But what Jesus say? I'll show you what Jesus said. Verse 4, But He needed to go through Samaria. See, what we need to understand about Jesus and being a disciples. See, the word disciple is very romantic. How many people in here are disciples of Jesus Christ? Don't raise your hand. Because, see, for us, disciple just means I go to church on Sunday. I ask people, what's, you know, they, what's it take to be a Christian? You got to be a follower of G- You know, there's lots of people who follow Jesus that weren't disciples. You know, there's a man up north, he, he's pastoring a church and his theme of his church is making disciples and he asked me what I thought about that. And I said, well, God made, the way God made things was that God would, when something was there, that they would reproduce after their own kind. I said, have your have your people in your church ever been made into disciples? Or have they just been made religious? Have they been made into denomination? Because a denomination is just going to reproduce after its own Kind doesn't mean that they're a disciple. Okay? And so we're talking about being a disciples because disciples are very romantic. Yeah, I'm a disciple of Jesus. Yeah! Are you? See, where did Jesus get his first four disciples? Where did Jesus get his first four disciples? See, of Galilee. Real loud in the front. Say I'll set it for you. See, of Galilee. What were they? Fishermen. It was their business. It wasn't a hobby. They made money. Who was the fifth disciple God got? What? Say it louder. Tax collector. Tax collector. Who do tax collectors get their money from? People that have businesses. And where was this tax collector at that Jesus got? See a Galilee. You ever put that together? That the first four disciples said, "Hey, we're four dudes together walking with Jesus, yeah." Uh, and he gets to come too. Oh, yeah. awesome. I got a problem with him. He's been ripping my family off ever since we've been in business. He's been che- Jesus wants him to be a disciple too. Well, let's put yourself in his position. I've been ripping them off all my life and I've got, I got to show up with them. Uh, it almost sounds like Jesus is going to have a real church. I don't go to that church because I don't like the people there. <laughs> You're not a... You know, maybe Jesus thinks being a disciple is dealing with the issues you have in your heart before you touch the world. Maybe Jesus knew that his disciples had problems that need to be confronted at the same time they touched the world. Just maybe. Maybe we have some issues that have kept us separate from people that we're supposed to be fellowshipping with. Oh, getting quiet. <laughs> I know we could be jumping and shouting and having a good time, but we're getting down to some heart issues this time. So they had to go through. They had to get to Galilee, and they're in Judea, and they have to go. Jesus said, I need to go to Samaria, right? See, it, see, there's a town called Samaria, And where do you find the most concentrated group of Samaritans? In Samaria, in the town. See, they didn't go around it. Jesus said, no, gentlemen, we're going through it. Not just through it, but we're going to it. So that's the setting. That's the context of this story we're about ready to get into. Do you think they were, wait a minute, Jesus, we don't like Samaritans. And you're taking us right to their capital city. I'm gonna speed up the story. Jesus gets there to the, gets to the well, and uh, they're hungry. Jesus is hungry. He's weary. He's tired, so he sits down on the well. In that process, the disciples get up and leave, and they go get food. They go they go try to find a a happy meal. Can can I say that without being? Can I say that without? I'm not disgracing the Bible. Please don't do that because they didn't have McDonald's back then. Okay. Uh, We know it wasn't a pork fritter, okay, but you know what I'm, it's, it's, you know, but they went to get some food because they were, say, meal conscience. That's this level. They were what I need conscience in the flesh. They weren't being spiritual heart conscience. How many people know Jesus is their rabbi? Jesus is fixing to tell them something and teach them something. But what we are always fixated on in the story is the woman at the well. Because that's the subtitle of the above the and we just we just read what the subtitle we just learn what the subtitle says. We miss the rest of the story. So this woman coming at in the middle of the day who's been rejected by the community who can't fellowship with the rest do you think she's got some problems she comes she's got she's got a container in her hand to draw water she's coming to draw water cause she's thirsty Jesus is there she he sees her come and he says what says draw me some water and the lady the lady begins to talk to Jesus on a surface level you know why how you being a Jew uh, asking me a Samaritan for water jesus jesus is telling her says listen i've got water if you would know who i am that i would give you water that would you would never thirst from let's let's, let's read that you need to see what he says here remember four different people or groups and we find our, ourselves in all four of them verse seven a woman of Samaria came and draw water jesus said to her give me a drink and the disciples had gone away so the disciples weren't there when she showed up they'd already gone then the woman of Samaria said to him how is it that you being a jew ask a drink from me a samaritan woman she's talking on this level here jesus answered and said to her if you knew the gift of god and who it is who says to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water the woman said to him said sir you have nothing, say nothing Amen. to draw with. And the well is deep. Now, I want you to understand something. She had a vessel in her hand, and Jesus, she recognized Jesus doesn't have let's just call it a bucket. Because we don't want to get a vessel of Oz. I mean it's a bucket. The title of this message, if you want to write it down, is God's bucket list. I know that's catchy because in context you're messed up or in concept because you think a bucket list is something that you usually try to do before you die and God's never going to die so we must be changing the context we may be changing the context to make bucket mean something else because I think And Jesus just found his bucket. What do you mean just found his bucket? I think she was just about ready to find out that she was going to be his bucket. That he was to pour his water in because he wanted to reach the Samaritans. And the only way he saw it, the quickest way he could see to reach the Samaritans was to put his water in a bucket and have that water taken to them. You see the rest of the story? At the same time, he was ministering to her individually about her needs and lack in life. Five, listen, go call your husband. Oh, the, oh I don't have one. You say right, because you've had five and the one you're with isn't yours now. I love what she said when she went back to Samaritan. She went back to town and goes, Oh, I met a man! <laughs> Can't you hear buddy in town going, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because she had a rep. <laughs> yeah. they, were look, listen, see, they were listening to her in context that they knew about her. Yeah. But she changes. She says, But this one told me everything I've ever done. Yeah. And it wasn't dictated. She goes, could he be the Messiah? She left him with a question. She didn't see sometimes we tell people what to believe. She didn't. She had something new inside of her. And I love put, put Isaiah chapter uh oh, boy, what is the chapter? Chapter twelve. Let's see if I got it in my notes here. I, Isaiah. Isaiah 12, 3. I want you to see this. You know the story. Jesus says, you know, if you, I'll give you water that you won't thirst of no more. And see, and I can't help but go further. In John chapter 7, Jesus is talking to another group of people and he says, listen, if you believe in me as the scripture says to believe, rivers, say rivers. Rivers. Oh, that wasn't very good. What church do we go to? The, oh, there we go. In John chapter 7, Jesus says, if you believe in me as the scripture says to believe, rivers of living water will flow out of you. And it's, it don't stop there, but it goes on and says, it says, and Jesus was speaking of things of the spirit because the spirit hadn't come yet. So in other words, Jesus is telling the, the woman at the well that salvation, that when you get saved, there's a, a, a well on the inside of you that's for your consumption. Yeah. It's for your quenching of your thirst. Obviously, she had a thirst that man and people couldn't quench. Obviously, there's people that have thirst and you're still trying to find some way, somehow or something or some person to fill it. And there's a well inside of you. When you get born again, there's a well inside of you that is for your consumption. But there's only one way that you can draw out of the well of salvation. Put it back on the board. <laughs> it was supposed to be, and door number, beep, it wasn't there. Okay, stop. Stop. Let me try that again. And there's one way to reach out the wells of salvation. Therefore, with joy. And I mean I married her. You know that. So I get to experience salvation every day. Now she was here, I wouldn't have said that. Y'all don't tell her I said that either. Don't you you women, you'll go to lunch? No. Oh. She don't listen to this stuff. No. Listen. With joy. How do you you will draw from the wells what's the devil after he's after your joy the scripture says in matthew 13 that when the seed is sown in the ground and it germinates the first thing that happens is joy is manifested See when the word people ask me, well, how do you know when the word's in your head and not in your heart? Well, in your heart, it makes it manifests an emotion. It's joy. David, the King David says this. Says this. Return unto me the. And you know how you get to joy. That happiness is what what you use to dip in that way. That's how you get the water to your. It's something on the inside, but see that just feeds you. But when you get filled with the Spirit see you don't build power plants on wells you build you build power plants on rivers of living water that can generate power that's why the scripture says when you get filled with the spirit you'll be witnesses and endued with power because you got more than enough and your life isn't just thinking about you anymore there's too many people in the body of christ that have the wells of salvation and they're not even happy enough to dip down and get some refreshment they're just meal orientated on the surface they're not satisfied with the water of the spirit There's a life in the spirit. They're mill or the disciples. And I'm tearing this all up, but you can read this later. Jesus is talking to this lady and she gets so excited because she gets it. She goes back. And let let me just fast forward this because I know I know time is of essence. But look over here in in John chapter four. Verse 27. And see, I, just, I don't have time. Verse 27. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Say woman. Say with some good... They don't talk like that up north. Uh, I say the word naked up there and they just start laughing. They never heard the word naked before. They say it some other way. I mean, that's, y'all understand what naked is. You know, up there, they're like, I guess they're never naked because it's always cold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Down here, woo! You know, it's hot, yeah! Okay, okay, Well, get off of that. John, don't go there. Okay. Okay, watch this. So you need to get the picture here. Jesus has been, let's call this the well. Jesus has been sitting here talking to a woman that they didn't know that he was, talk, that he was talking to. And they come back with some food. They got his Happy Meal. They got his water burger, whatever you want to call it. Now, he would stop and eat that. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. He got the rib crib. Okay. No. And, and, and he's talking to a woman. Now, they're approaching. Now, I'm going to try to get this in my head. They're, let's say they're approaching from this way. Can we do that? Just for visualization. They're approaching from this way. And Jesus is here, and he's talking to this woman, a Samaritan woman at that. She's nasty. That's what they're thinking. They got a problem with Samaritans. See, they they got they got over the tax collector issue. And now Jesus talking to a Samaritan woman. (laughs) He's talking to a woman. And they start getting closer. And they got his happy meal. She sees them coming. Read what it says. She gets up, leaves her bucket, leaves her bucket, and now she's Jesus' bucket, taking the word of life back to Samaria. Right? To the Samaritans. As she leaves, they approach. And this, this is what they say. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no one said, "What do you seek, or why are you talking to her?" The woman then left her water pot—that's what I call a bucket—went her way into the city, and said to them, "Now this is where it gets kind of confusing. You got to work with me on here." Now she goes to the city. You ever, you ever see those Batman? How many people remember the old Batman show on TV? not not the new movies with all you know with the high i'm talking about the, with the real high tech special effects you know what i'm saying the little quotation circles bam <laughs> bam smash the one I, I was reading this and i saw this i really did i said it said it said, uh, it, it said you, ever, you ever see the one that says back in gotham <laughs> meanwhile back in gotham right or Meanwhile, back at the ranch, so in other words, meanwhile, back in Gotham is when Batman was in the cave, back cave, and there was as he was doing something in the cave, there was something going on at the same time in Gotham. I'll show you where Hollywood got it from. <laughs> verse thirty one In the meantime, there <laughs> it is. So what this is saying, this is a, a thing in there that lets you know that. There's two things going on at the same time. While she's telling these men in Samaria about this man that she just met, you know, and and now she's explaining, oh, no, it's not like that. (laughs) I didn't meet him like that, but he he told me stuff that only a Messiah could tell me. Could this be him? Now, we'll pick this story up in a second. Back, meanwhile, back at the well, (laughs) okay, they're, they're going... I, I can just see him. Jesus, we got you food. Okay, right? Watch us. Right, let me go back. Twenty nine. Uh, uh, come see the man who told me all things I ever did. Uh, could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Now stop right there. We we'll go. Verse thirty one. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, "Rabbi, eat. We got your happy meal." But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Now, now, wait a minute. See, if this story was just about the woman. Wait a minute. He told the woman that he had water that she knew not of. Now he's telling the disciples that he has food they have not. Know. How come we don't talk about the disciples in this story? We just talk about the woman. He's saying the same thing. One's about being thirsty, one's about being hungry. See, they're both living on this level. And I'm going to keep you here until you get hungry and keep you here until you get thirsty. (laughs) No, just kidding. That means I'm preaching long. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. But see, they were meal-orientated. They weren't... Ministry-orientated. See, they didn't understand the context in which Jesus was operating in. Jesus was more focused on ministry than meal. There are people that come to other, not this church, not this church at all. All the other churches in the world have this problem, but this one doesn't, Okay. <laughs> some people come to church just to get something to eat on this level where's my next meal what's the preacher going to teach me on sunday but don't see the purpose of the ministry that's providing the meal see there's a change there's a change in your life when you see we start out meal orientated and we should turn into being ministry orientated. We grow. See, Jesus is taking his disciples from being meal orientated to start seeing, oh, there's a purpose for me being fed over these years. It's so I can now be ministry orientated. That's going to satisfy me more than any meal I ever had. Amen. And that's what Jesus is saying, just like there's a water that he had that you'll never thirst again. There's a, there's a way of seeing life in the form of ministry instead of just, see, if you look at life this way, it will satisfy you that this way it never will. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Okay. Where, where, where's my next paycheck coming from? See, that's meal orientated. Now, what you're going to see here, and how much time do I got? Okay. What you need to understand here is that the disciples had a problem. They had an issue called the Samaritans. I want to make that perfectly clear. They didn't think about the woman other than who she was. They were focused on Jesus. That sounds good. The disciples had a problem that was fixing to slap them in the face in love. They're coming in from over here. Verse 32 But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? They're still thinking what level? This level. They hadn't understood this level. I should be doing that the opposite way. My mistake. They're thinking down low and they're not thinking up high. You got that? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of Him who sent me. See, see, there, there's there's ministry that goes on at this church. How many people volunteer? Raise your hand. Look at it. All the all the volunteers go, woo! woo! Be be more excited about volunteering. How many how many people here volunteer? Okay, okay. See, ministry-minded people not coming here just to get but to give for what they have. There's nothing wrong. I'm thank. this is a great meal orientated place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But when you started to get fed, start considering the ministry. That's how growth happens. That's what it means to be a, a disciple. Watch this. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish. Say finish. finish. I like that, his work. Do you not say. Now, see, this is where we don't understand the context. How many people have a saying? Oh, harvest is four months away. <laughs> In other words, oh, we'll get it later. <laughs> okay, sirrah, sirrah. Yeah. You know, how, how many. Sp- see, we don't understand the quote are the saying because we don't understand that context. That uh, see they're saying, "Oh, we got time. We'll deal with this later." Can you hear that in that? "Oh, Harris is 4 months away. No big deal. We got lots of, right? Ah, oh, I got a problem. Uh, oh, we'll we'll ignore that. We'll deal with that problem later." And you never get to it. But see, the disciples had a problem. Are you ready? All in the same verse, do not say that or do you not say there are still four months that comes in the harvest. now watch this: the disciples are right here talking to jesus he's at the well, and they're talking and what's what's the next words Jesus say? Behold, what I say to you, what Stop. Let me read you scripture. Verse 40, so when the Samaritans had come to him, let me go back up to 39, and many of the Samaritans of the city believed him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I had ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to the city, wait a minute, I mean, from the, when the Samaritans had come to him, now wait a minute, now wait a minute, you're not getting the picture. The disciples came this way. The disciples were talking to Jesus. She went that way. She told them about this man that she had met that could be the Christ. They believed her because Jesus put the water in his bucket and the bucket went to Samaria, some other place that he wanted to get his water into. They believed her word, got up and begin to come back to the well where Jesus was at, where the disciples were at, and their problem was right now in their face. Because when Jesus said, Behold, look up, what did they see? The fields white with harvest? No, they saw Samaritans coming. (laughs) They saw their prejudices coming. They saw their issues coming. They saw the things that they've been trying to go around all their life, coming right at them to be a disciple of Jesus. You can't wait four months to deal with it. You got to deal with it right now. See, the, the blessing is in the harvest. Amen. And let me put it this way. Your problem contains your blessing. Amen. Their problem Their issues that they've been trying to go around contain the very harvest and blessing that was going to enrich their life. Some of us have problems with biblical finances. And you've been ignoring them all your Christian life. And your blessing is in your prejudices. Get over them. Until you deal with your problems and treat them not like a problem no more. If the devil can keep you from recognizing your harvest, he'll keep you from reaping it. Some of us have been trying to ignore our problems Uh, for months until the harvest. I got time. You've been saying that for... 15 years. But your blessing is in the harvest. Jesus. What's been bothering you, I'm going to put it this way, is there to bless you. It's there to bless you. Well, how can that bless me? Because that's not... The outcome is the... Maybe that's why the scripture says in everything give thanks for this. Is the you're not, you're not thanking God for the negative. you're thanking God that the blessing is contained in the results that's going to happen when you deal with your negative in your life. Now you're going to be stronger than you ever have before. Now you're not going to have those issues in life that keep you from dealing with people. Now you're going to get over those racial issues and the skin color and and, and you, you don't think you've got prejudices. I've had to deal with my prejudices. Minnesota is the Somalian capital of the United States of America. That's not a joke. We, we, we got... The town I used to pastor has a, has a mosque. And if the churches can ring their bells on Sunday, they should be able to magnify their prayers tell me that doesn't just, I've had to confront my prejudices. Maybe there's a harvest and it's not necessarily, I'm not talking about people. People are hard. Yes, people, but there's things that are keeping you from the blessings when you're if you don't deal with, if there's things in us that can, there, there, there's the word of God tells us to do things, but if we're not doing them, obviously we have a problem, an issue with that teaching. Amen. If the word of God says to do something and you don't do it, obviously you think what you know is more important than God's word. That's called an issue. <laughs> is that an issue, John? Pastor Ann, how many people don't, know? Any, does anybody? Not from other churches. That's the, the People from other churches come here for counseling because they got issues and they can't get over them and they're look, looking for your help, right? But the, I know we, got, we don't have any issues here. But how many of us have been hearing the Word but we don't apply it? That tells me there's an issue in your heart. You got to deal with the issues because your blessing jesus told the disciples look up you don't have four months here they come God. it's not wheat in the field going Woo. <laughs> see that that that's that's concept without context context says there's issues for you to be a disciple of jesus christ you need see and you can do this all through at the very beginning of being a disciple they had to deal with issues all the way through peter right before jesus was crucified jesus told "Oh, satan decide desire to sift you as wheat oh no no i'm I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'll fight for you. I'll cut someone's ear off for you. He didn't say that, but you know what I'm saying. All this stuff that he would do. And Jesus says, I'm going to pray for you. Not that you don't go through the issue, but that you deal with it. He says, because when you've been converted, that means the follower of Jesus, the disciple had to be what? Converted. Had to be changed on the inside. Because he had been working on the up down low. And God wanted him to come up on the up high. It says, when you've been converted, then go help your brethren. Because he couldn't help nobody he, till he knew that he had been totally helped himself and finished. That he had to get his mind off of what he could do. See, so many times we we're trying to do things for God instead of doing things from him. Jesus did things from the father because he was a son. God doesn't need people to do things for him. Jesus doesn't need someone to go get him a happy meal. Jesus wants people to bring life. The gospel is not about making bad people good. The gospel is about bringing life to dead people. One the disciples were saying, oh, that Samaritan woman, she's a bad person. And Jesus is saying, I'm trying to bring life to them. Hush up. Get the picture. Jesus is trying to bring life to you. Number one, are you the woman at the well? Are you looking for things on the outside try to fulfill a void that no man or no woman can ever fill? Not, no amount of money, no amount of, of there are some, have you been, I, I don't want to get into the stuff that really hurts people, but loneliness. You know why people commit suicide? Lonely. You know how many people commit suicide that really weren't lonely? All of them. All their friends, what do you mean? Oh, I said, so long, I'm so, and he, People are like, what? See, there was an issue on the inside that never got dealt with. The gospel is about bringing life to dead people, about dealing with issues. I believe, not this church, but other churches across America has taught people how to avoid their issues and not deal with them. because joy comes from salvation true joy true fulfillment true happiness comes from knowing that you're a child of the most high God and with joy you're going to receive that and then the infilling of the Holy Spirit you're going to overflow and out of the abundance of your heart your mouth is going to speak because you've got this river flowing out of you why do you think we call this church the the river There's lack. There's, there's poverty. Is poverty an issue? Is poverty, poverty an issue for you in your life? <laughs> is, is not having enough the issue for over a month? Don't raise your hand. But how many, you know, you... If that's an issue, maybe your harvest is in your Issue. Find out what God's Word says about your poverty and how to get out of it and turn your issue into a blessing. You have a different set of friends every two years? Maybe you can't keep the same friends and you keep trying to find new ones? Maybe there's an issue on you not knowing how to be a friend yourself. Maybe that issue contains your blessing and your harvest for more friendship if you learn to deal with it. It don't matter what it is. I believe the Word of God can turn your issue into your harvest. That's the Word of God. Dealing with your issues so you can com- be complete and be whole. And you can stop this this chain that is throughout America of not having enough. We're called to be a blessing. We're called to be generous. We're called, but we are so meal-minded. What could I, I gotta do just today? Just, just I, I can't seem to get my Happy Meal. Have you ever gone to a church and that wasn't good enough? You went to another church and that wasn't good enough. You went to another church and that wasn't good enough. I've heard people say this, including my own parents. We can't find a church in town that we like. Maybe the churches in town aren't the issue. Maybe there's something else that needs to be addressed. My parents drove all the way. I was from Wichita Falls, Texas. Drove all the way to Dallas to go to five churches on one Sunday. They went church, but they had no relationship with anybody in them. They were getting a word, but they weren't getting a life. A mm, bunch of lonely people. He hadn't committed suicide, but you're just as alone bunch of lonely people cuz they don't deal with issues bunch of poor people cuz they don't deal with issues jesus says it this way i'll be real nice jesus says it this way <laughs> there are those that hear my sayings and do them there's a man that hears what i have got to say and he does them. That's like a man who builds his house upon a rock strong when when the winds come he's there he can still help other people there's another man going to heaven too just like the other one here's my sayings and doesn't do them when storms come his house falls it's not the word's fault it's not the church's fault it's because that person didn't apply what he had heard He had issues. He thought what he knew was better than the way God knows. We call that anti-Christ. When you think you know more than what Jesus knows about the way you're supposed to live, you don't need to worry about the anti-Christ in Europe or whether it's Obama or Trump or anybody else. When you believe about your life different than what God believes about your life you don't need any other antichrist to mess you up say I love Pastor Curtis (laughs) Pastor John taught us Pastor John taught us to say we're supposed to love our people we we do love I love you that's why we come back I mean I I tell people I I keep it slips in my mouth yeah I'm going home I mean I'm going back to Durant you know (laughs) So, I, but you know, I'm just going to be honest. There, there's, it's time for you know. I, I see some people rising up. They realize that they're they've been they've been mill level, and now they're ministry level minded. And there's time, There's some that that they're just. If you want to be just the same, I'm going to be real gentle. I'll be real gentle. I'm not a pastor, by the way. I'm going to be real gentle. If you're going to come here and hear the word, great. If you're going to come here and hear the word and not apply it, great. Someday, I hope, something tweaks inside of you that can fire you up. But don't blame God for the lack of life that you're not experiencing. I wanted to say it this weekend, but I didn't. You have what you curse, or you have what you bless. If you bless it, you'll have it. If you curse it, you'll have it. It's all up to you. Put on Proverbs chapter 4. We'll close with this one. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21. Everybody knows this verse that's been here when I was here as a pastor at any length of time. It says this. Verse 20. Let's go up one. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Talking about the Word of God. Next verse. For their life, say life, life, for the life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. The word of God is, man. Next verse. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, out of your heart flows the issues, the boundaries, the borders, the fences of life. The life that you're experiencing right now is a result of what has come out of your heart, not from heaven. It's come from your heart. It's what you believe about yourself. It's how you see yourself. It's what you expect out of life. I used to you know, I we used to say this all the time, I hadn't said it in a very long time, but but it says you are it's your parents' fault who you who you are. Hmm. Right? It's your fault if you stay that way. That's so true. Yeah. You were raised a certain way to believe a certain thing. That's a, that's your parents' fault, not yours. That's your fault right. if you stay that way. Amen. If you don't like the way your daddy treated you, don't treat your children that way. Right. Quit it. you got to change something. You want something you never had? you got to do something you've never done. Remember, are you on God's bucket list? Are you taking the water of life? Are you a container taking His life to other people? Are you leaving them with a question or telling them about... No, you need to leave them with a the question. Is this the Christ? I love what it says in the rest of the scripture. It goes on, uh, it, 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 it's like, I don't put it up there, like 40, 41, something like that. It, it says, listen, we we believe not that this is the, the Samaritan men that were coming. It says this, it says, it says, talking to the lady goes, says, we believe him not because what you said, which they did at first, yeah. but because we heard him. See, there comes a time in life, in your ministry, in your life, that someone's told you about. See, someone may have told you about Jesus, but have you ever come to the well and heard him? Yes, That's good. Amen. Which one are you? You can be both the woman with the buck, being a bucket for Jesus, you can be the group of people called a congregation that has been told but needs to hear from him people are told that god loves them but when you hear then you believe him because you heard him or you can be the disciples who stayed two days ministering to the people that used to be their problems realizing now they are my harvest my blessing or you can be jesus the one that's putting life into the first person Life into the second person are being the one that's helping people become disciples because you can only reproduce after your own kind. Jesus told the disciples to go make disciples, He didn't tell the followers, Go make disciples to all the world. Called the Great, great Commission, everybody quotes it. But how many disciples, how many, how many followers are quoting that and they're not disciples? Listen, you, you, you can only... You see this in churches. Hurt pastors hurt people. If a pastor's got a problem that he hadn't worked through and he's been hurt, he's going to... A pastor in bondage will put his congregation... See, there's issues that hadn't been dealt with in the realm of the ministry because you duplicate after your own kind. How many people are daddies just like their daddy was a daddy and you didn't like that in the first place? (laughs) You're not raising children. I'm going to say this to all the parents. You're not raising children. Quit it. They're already children. You're raising young men and women. You're raising parents. You're raising adults that understand consequences. If you're raising your, if you have children and you're not teaching them consequences, you're doing your children in the world a disfavor. Teach them consequences as a young age because if you don't, prisons will. Amen. Amen. Now you don't have to love, I mean, I'm not the pastor. Come back next week. You'll get, you know, you'll get another great message, but you can hate me. That's okay. I'm telling you the truth. You can only reap, Peter says this, silver and gold have I none, but what I have. See, so he, he can only give from what he had. And if you've got hurt, all you can give is hurt. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He didn't come to make bad people good. That's not the gospel. Mm. Father, we thank you for this opportunity you've given us to open up your wisdom and your logic. Father, I thank you for the revelation that you have for us. I thank you for the water that causes us not to thirst no more, that quenches any lust, any perversion that's against your word. Thank you for the water that satisfies any loneliness. Father, so many people feel so empty. And no matter how many husbands, no matter what they try, they're still empty. Holy Spirit, use us as a bucket. we were willing to be your bucket to take living water to those that need it. May we be disciples. May we deal with the issues that we have so we can minister the ones that you have. May we understand the things we deal with will in turn be the blessings in our life. That your promises come. Mm. I just heard this church. I want to share this. How many people say you're more than a conqueror? But we don't want conflict. How can you be more than a conqueror without the conflict? How can you have a test, Ammoni, without the test? We want to go around our Samarias. Jesus took His disciples right on through it, right to it, and dealt with it. Father, we give You praise, we give You glory for all that You're doing in this place.